Good afternoon, it's 12 o'clock and welcome to the MoneyWeb at Midday Show. This show is brought to you by the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants, Leaders in Business. My name is Raik van Ikerk and the BRICS Summit is in full swing. We haven't seen any significant announcements today, uh, although there has been some strong criticism of the proposed tariffs Donald Trump want to impose on Chinese Chinese import. And this would, of course, have a negative impact on world trade and uh, South Africa and virtually every other emerging market. And I su- suspect we will hear many more of these pronouncements over the next few days. Yesterday, we saw some announcements regarding trade agreements of uh, t- around 200 billion rand and large loans from uh, China to Eskom and Transnet. Um, unfortunately, the, the details on these projects and the terms of the funding hasn't been made public. Um, and I think there could be some interesting reading in those details. And I'll speak to Wayne McCurry of F&B Wealth and Investments in a minute about uh, these and uh, other stories as well as the markets. On the corporate front, AECI reported numbers today, some good numbers on face value, uh, profits up 35%. And it seems as if their recent acquisitions have really performed well. And I'll speak to Mark Data, the uh, AECI chief executive, about the numbers. But first, let's look at the indicators. The Jays, you all share down 0.28% to 56,910 points, mostly due to NASPAS, which is uh, down 2%. Resources uh, is down half a percent. Industrials has lost around uh, three quarters of a percent. Financials up uh, two thirds of a percent. The gold index uh, has gained 1.3 percent. In international markets, the FTSE 100 is trading down 0.6 percent. The DAX has lost with uh, virtually 0.3 percent, while the CAC 40 has gained 0.2 percent. Earlier in Southeast Asia, the Nikkei gained uh, 0.46 percent. Shanghai has lost uh, 0.1 percent, although it had a good um, day yesterday. The Hang Seng has uh, gained 0.9%. Let's look at companies that are performing well. Vodacom has gained 4% as well as Telcom and MTN. Uh, Telcom gaining 2.5% to 48.25 and MTN gaining 2% to 106.78. A good showing from the telecom sector. Vodacom reported uh, first quarter numbers yesterday. Um, and that was not well received, so a nice bounce for Vodacom. Other companies that are performing well, Asso has gained 2.75%, Sunlum up 2.26%, Kumba Iron Ore has gained 2.17%, and Sun- Santam also 2.1% higher. On the downside, Investec has lost 3.5%, Naspa has down 2%. Glencore has lost 1.75%, South 32, 1.65%, and Star Retail also down 1.6%. Let's look at the uh, the exchange rate. The Rand is currently trading at 13 Rand 22 against the dollar, 17 Rand 40 against the pound, and 15 Rand 47 against the euro. The uh, dollar is trading at 111 Japanese yen, the euro is trading at $1.17, and the pound is trading at $1.31. Bitcoin is trading at $8,249 or 115,080 Rand. Gold is trading at 1,231. Brent crude is trading at $74.06 US cents. Platinum also slightly higher, $842. Whilst on the capital market, the R186 is trading at 8.65%. On the line is Wayne McCurry from F&B Wealth and Investment. So, Wayne, before we talk about the markets, the BRICS Summit uh, is in full swing. We have seen the drum majorettes and we've seen the glitzy launch and we've seen some Trump bashing. 
And I uh, expect the latter to continue for the next three days. Look, I think that's what you get. I mean, these conferences are important. It's important that partners get together and discuss things. But by and large, it is a bit of a showcase and a bit of a talk shop. So you'll get all the big deals announced here, as we've seen. And I mean, it's fantastic that South Africa is getting capital inflows from China. But they're not building new factories. Eh? They're just going to replace debt that, that is going to expire. But it is still, nevertheless, a good inflow into the country to get this. And I think that's why we're seeing the stronger rain yesterday and today, because it's quite a significant amount of money that will be coming into South Africa. Of course, it increases our foreign debt, but it's still nevertheless a positive thing. Yeah, I would like to see the details of those loans. Um, mm-hmm. Government-backed, government of course, which uh, reduces the risk significantly. It's not really a yes. vote of confidence into ESCOM. It's more a vote of confidence no, no, into no. South Africa. Correct. And, and all ESCOM debt's government-backed in any case. So it's nothing new about that. Yeah. I've looked at uh, the timeline of uh, Donald Trump on his Twitter feed. He hasn't responded yet to what has been said here. Maybe he's still sleeping. Um, but yesterday yeah. he uh, tweeted, and the, the tweet was uh, very... Uh, popular in quotation marks uh, it was retweeted i don't know how many thousand times but he said our country is doing great best financial numbers on the planet great to have some, the usa winning again and and i don't think yeah. he's going to take any uh, threats from BRICS, uh, you know too seriously no but look you know it's it's not donald trump who did it but the u.s economy is doing well and of course politicians will claim will claim all credit you know, if, com- if the economy is doing well during their watch, they'll claim all credit. If it's doing badly, they'll blame their predecessors. So it's very normal politics. But the U.S. economy is doing well. But interest rates are going up and wage inflation and normal inflation will go up from very, very low levels. But they are all going up. But at the moment, the economy is truly buzzing. It really is. Yeah, we saw Alphabet results, obviously the owner of Google, some fantastic results in that share, jumping mm-hmm. significantly. And that's one of the biggest companies in the world. It's one of the uh, companies that have performed the best over the last year or so. Uh, just phenomenal numbers. Yeah, and look, the big difference between the current, let's call it the fangs, and the dot-com bubble, I don't know, two decades ago almost, was that these companies are actually making profits and they've got serious cash on their balance sheets. So it's not, it won't be plain sailing forever. You know, whenever companies get too big, people start worrying, governments start worrying, they start interfering, etc., etc. But the going is seriously good at the moment. And of course, we get that, despite the fact that it's down a bit today, we get that via NASPAS because 10 cents is China's equivalent of the fangs. Yeah. $3.2 billion dollar. Uh, profit in in a quarter, quarter yeah. two. It's just, yeah, that's no, not small. Eh? Yeah, the local market slightly down, uh, maybe due yes. to the stronger end and Nasdaq. Yeah, it is the stronger end and Nasdaq. The, the fall there is also on the stronger end, but of course on the flip side, the banks are doing well because of the stronger end. So the banking index up quite nicely. I mean, first round at one stage was up almost three percent. It's up about one and a half now. But yeah, that's that's the big movement. The the, the resource shares went like crazy yesterday after the Kumba results. So they are still doing on balance up for the day. But yeah, that's the real movement on the market is dominated by what the RAND has done. And as you mentioned, there have been a few company results as well. Mm. Now we'll speak about the ACI results um, mm. in a minute. But Hilleman down 15% mm. uh, and they expect dreadful results. 
dreadful results. I mean, they, they, they sent out a trading statement a while back saying earnings will be at least 55% down. Now they've come back and said, listen, they're going to be 80% down. market did not like that at all. Look, it's a tough industry, they say. It's a seriously tough industry. Because they get all of the aluminium domestically, but the domestic market isn't nearly big enough. So they've got to export quite a large proportion of their production. And the import tariffs and all of this and the aluminium war and Donald Trump, this is just not helping. And of course, the stagnant South African economy doesn't help on the domestic side either. So it's a very, very tough industry for them. Look, they're doing a lot. They've changed a lot of their production methods. They, they're a very small producer, but they're actually a relatively efficient producer. But, you know, it's almost irrelevant what the company does. It's driven by the global aluminium process. Yeah, and the local electricity price, I would imagine. Mm. No, but look, remember, the electricity price they get, at, uh, at, which is one of the biggest mm. fights. The electricity price, they don't pay these normal tariffs. They've got a special separate agreement to supply electricity to the smelters at Richards Bay yeah. that's based on the aluminium price. So they are paying significantly less per kilowatt hour than what everyone else is playing. And this is one of the big bones of contention. Yeah, no, they use a lot of electricity. Just lastly... Uh, well, they, use, they, use, they use more electricity than the Western Cape. Eh? That's the biggest thing. Yeah, it's actually phenomenal. But just lastly, uh, platinum ticking up nearly $845. Yes. It was uh, in the yes. 700s not too long ago. Yeah, look, this is, it's, it's done this a good few times. 800 seems to be the bottom. It doesn't mean there's massive upside. But whenever it hits the 800 level, it bounces off that, goes up $100 or so, then goes back down to 800. You know, there's tremendous long-term potential for the aluminium price and aluminium shares. The only problem is that potential might be five years or 10 years away. And as it stands now, every time the price shows some form of recovery, stock is sold, aluminium at uh, platinum or palladium is sold out of stockpiles and the price comes down again and it's been doing this for a while. You know, remember the days when, when platinum was, wasn't it two and a half thousand dollars an ounce or two thousand two hundred dollars an ounce in mm. 2008, 2007, 2008. And in South Africa, only one mine makes money in that and that's all the rest lose money. And some of them quite seriously as well. Thank you, Wayne. That was uh, Wayne McCurry from F&B Wealth and Investment. The diversified manufacturing group AECI reported interim results today. It's for the six months to the end of June. Revenue up 24% to 10.47 billion. Headline earnings up 35% to 911 million. The dividend up 8% to 149 cents per share. On the line is Mark Daytour. He's the chief executive at AECI. Mark, welcome to the show. It seems to be very solid numbers in the current economic environment. But I was actually surprised to see that you earn 40% of your revenue outside of South Africa's borders. How did the performance of the local operation compare with those uh, of your international operations? Yeah, uh, right. Thank you for the opportunity. Yes, uh, 40% of our revenues is outside. Uh, influenced by one of the acquisitions that we did uh, earlier in the year that came in in uh, February. And of course, we have quite extensive explosive operations outside the country, uh, and which obviously into Africa, Australia and Indonesia. Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, what was uh, not surprising, but what's 
what was really good is our underlying business, our chemical businesses in the South African market also were up on year on year, despite the rand against them, despite the manufacturing sector not playing along either, and GDP numbers were obviously in the first quarter very disappointing. We were very happy with the underlying South African business and the results. So uh, yeah, a pleasing result, not just uh, outside of South Africa, but also in within South Africa in our business. But you operate in two very difficult sectors. The manufacturing industry is uh, pretty tough at the moment. And you also uh, sell a lot of your, uh, you know, products to uh, the mining industry, which is also battling a bit. Um, mm-hmm. Just looking at your the explosive business, um, in many ways, it's the best barometer of the health of the mining industry. What are the the sales trends into that uh, industry, and 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 what do you expect for for the near term? Yeah, and I, I guess you know we're in different areas and we've seen different trends, but. I think South Africa is definitely under pressure, especially the underground mines, both platinum and gold. Uh, open cost, you know, iron ore and coal looks a lot more positive, and that's where a lot of volumes going to in terms of, you know, the explosives in the open cost. So there's pressures definitely on South African underground mining. Of course, platinum prices is a concern that's not helping us. Uh, but if I move a little bit north, gold on the rest of the continent is pretty good. And that's because it's more shallower, low-cost mining. So those, you know, that we see more development on the continent. And if we look at Zambia DRC, that area is really going well on the back of copper, nickel, and, copper, nickel, and cobalt pricing. So we've seen ramping up of mines in Zambia and the DRC at the moment. And also operations in, in Australia, um, a lot more positive volumes coming back. And we've definitely seen trends on a global basis of exploration as actually they, they up. But it sounds like you obviously see more opportunity offshore because of more positive economic and you know, environments, especially relating to commodities. Um, would that be your strategy going forward? You did two acquisitions uh, you know, outside of South yeah. Africa. Are you going to put your money outside the, the country to yeah, expand? Look, I mean, the one acquisition was much asphalt, which is the, the local asphalt business based on the, uh, in our view, that infrastructure will grow. But yes, I mean, it's, a, it's what, you know, South African market is important to us. You know, we listed here, a lot of our shareholders are based here, so it's a very important market. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's been difficult because we've just not seen the growth. So you, we have to diversify our portfolio to give uh, shareholders options. So, you know, if we can, you know, I think where we want to get to is sort of 50-50 edge, 50% of our revenues come in from South Africa, but growing export uh, and uh, outside businesses to give us another 50%. Yeah, and I, and I guess... You know, it'll be in Africa. We're looking for opportunities in South America and the explosives, and we want to grow our Australian business in the explosive sector. Mm. Uh, Agriculture is also quite uh, an interesting market, especially outside South Africa, because we, you know, Africa could be the next breadbasket of the the world as we move forward, and uh, the opportunities exist there. You, in your results, you, you refer to the drought in the Western Cape um, and that the recent good rainfall could benefit the business. How hard were you hit by that drought? Yeah, I know. We had a terrible two years down in that region because, you know, the, the, the crop 
down there are high-value crops that take a lot of our, uh, our products, and therefore we are quite hard hit um, to the extent, you know, in profitability between 40 and 50 million rand profit a year is, is the hit that we've taken down there. Um, it's it's better with the rainfall now. It's a lot better where we, you know, sitting last year and where we're sitting now, I guess is 100% better. So the outlook is a lot more positive. However, we are uh, watching how the, uh, the the local government down there actually reacts in terms of restrictions because a lot of that crop, all the high-value crops, are irrigated crops, and we've got to allow them to start irrigating again. Albeit, definitely the rainfall in the area will help them without a doubt. So to us, I think a lot more positive than uh, where we were sitting last year. Did the, uh, this drought contribute to the closure of that Modifontine plant? No, no. Um, uh, the Modifontine plant, um, yeah, that's, uh, it's, it had nothing really to do with that. It's more, you know, the, in the old days we used to make you know, urea Modifontine. Uh, we moved out of the fertilizer market and moved more into the specialty, and that's obviously what's changed in our, in our portfolio. The headline earnings growth, 35%, that seems uh, you know, a very, very high number in, in the current climate. Uh, is that sustainable? No, uh, I think what you, you know, you've got to look into the results and actually look at what the effect of the, the acquisition is. Um, the profit from operations is up, yes. Then and up 35% because what you're seeing is the acquisition coming through and also um, the good performance of the underlying business. However, when you look at the HEBS up 19%, that is then after tax and interest. And of course, with the acquisitions, you make it, you are paying, mm-hmm. our gearing is higher, so you're paying a little bit more interest and therefore the HEBS are a little bit lower. Yeah, sustainable, you know. You know, we've seen a, a good start to the year. You're coming from a lower base, so it does dilute because we had a great six uh, last the, the second half last year. We had a great six months, so yeah, it might come off a little bit, but we're cautious. You know, we're cautiously optimistic of the future. Uh, we need obviously the the local economy and the manufacturing sector to start to kick back again. We really need that, and uh, we, you know, the mining. Um, the charter that needs to be sorted out, and if those, and I'm sure there's the great intentions to sort them out. The quicker we do it, the quicker that the country will get back on track for growth. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, positivity in the air. Uh, maybe it is waning a bit that we could see a or well, an economic bounce um, following the appointment of uh, Cyril Ramaphosa as the new president. You know, it hasn't flown through to the promised infrastructure projects that uh, we so no. desperately need. And obviously your you know, business will benefit yes. significantly um, if that happens. How do you foresee? Do you think we will see that significant infrastructure yeah. investment uh, that is on the card? Yeah, and I think we have to. You know, if the country's growing, you have to put more infrastructure in. You know, roads and infrastructure are key for, for South Africa because most of our product moves on roads and the highways. So definitely what we've seen in the first six months, there's definitely been clamp-up of cash or a non-release of cash coming out of the Treasury, I think, which is prudent. I think what's happened in the past, they're making sure the money is going to go where it should go. And that is into infrastructure. So I think they're busy working that out. And hopefully, I, you know, what we're sensing 
is that projects and some of the money is going to be released in the second half of this year and into the next year, which will actually have a great effect on our business. I'm looking at your share price. performed nicely today, up 3% to 106,035, but it seems illiquid. Do you have any plans to maybe increase the free float? Yeah, we, we try. You know, we don't have liquidity of our shares as we'd like, and we have a lot of, you know, about 75% of our shareholding is, is local. And, of course, uh, they're more longer-term investors. And, of course, the liquidity then is affected by that. Yeah, and I think, you know, if we could move the share price with having a little bit more shares out there would be great. But uh, issuing of additional shares is uh, – or the shareholders would like us to do more share buybacks, you know, in, in the future, which obviously will enhance their uh, their value. But, yeah, it's, it is a liquidity issue. We don't see many of our, our shares traded on a daily basis. And probably that, obviously, you know, with a little bit more liquid, I think we'd see uh, a better share price. Well, thank you, Mark, uh, for your participation today. That was Mark Datua, the Chief Executive at AECI. Unfortunately, that is all we have time for today. The show was brought to you by the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants, Leaders in Business. And that's it for this edition of the MoneyWeb at Midday Show. My name is Raik van Niekerk, and thank you for tuning in. Numbers rule the world. Inflation, interest rates, petrol price. And when numbers change, you need to know how to respond, especially when it comes to business. Partner with a chartered accountant and get far more than a numbers person. A CASA is equipped with holistic business acumen and decision-making expertise when evaluating your business's future growth. Partner with a responsible leader in business. Partner with a CASA today. Go to saiga.co.za. 